0: Dennis, I'm back. I am recently returned from the far-off land of tropical North Queensland. Ooh, wow. Uh, uh, truly an Odyssean journey. Well, it's funny because before we moved to Australia, uh, so we went to a town called Cairns, right? And before we moved to Australia... Uh, well, I don't know how
1: to tell this, that's in France.
0: Yeah, it's that, well, it might as well be, it's that bloody far. Anyway, so we went, we um, we said, well, we'd love to go to Cairns or whatever else. And Megan's grand grandpa was like, oh, we've got family in Cairns. Make sure to go and say good day to them. You know, you, what do you probably pop up for the weekend or something? And I was like, Bobby, how far away do you think Cairns is from where we're going to live? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, I've moved across two states, right, from Melbourne to, to to the Sunshine Coast. How far do you think it is to Cairns? Given bear, bearing in mind that it's in the same state that that the Sunshine Coast is, did you guess? I would say two hours. hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? How far is it
0: to the to Cairns? About two thousand kilometers oh dear in other words so it's what a, 15 hours or whatever it's about from the tip of it's about from the tip of scotland right right at the top of the british isles to london roughly right if you go if you bomb it at 130 kilometers the entire way it takes you 15 hours of driving yes yes it's a long did way. you so fly we, we flew yeah we flew <laughs> we were thinking about driving <laughs> but you know it would have been a probably three week round trip um no we went to beautiful absolutely beautiful part of the world holy moly tropical warm very humid Um, but just so, and, and the, mate, the, the, like the main area of Cairns, right? It, it, it's, it's built on a swamp, so the beaches aren't super nice, but where the water meets the, the city, they've built a park with a free public pool in it. And it's so hot that you can just, it's just lovely to just go and like dip your feet and paddle in it. Right. And there's lifeguards on from six in the morning till nine at night. So there's kids like swimming and having a great time. And the vibe on the main street is fantastic. Who's paying for the lifeguards? Well, I mean the taxpayer, right? What? I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean?
1: The That's taxpayer. not what taxes are for. Well, oh, no, the taxes what happens? What happens, if the, what happens if the banks get
0: into trouble? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to make sure we bankroll the banks first. No, look, it was great. It was, it was, it was really lovely. But Dennis, I unashamedly with Megan in tow. Mm-hmm. Well, not in tow. She was quite aggressively pulling me. She along was leading the charge. I, I was, I was in tow for much of the trip. We did, um, we did a lot of very typically touristy things. Right. Mm. Um, which is lovely because being a tourist in your own country always feels a little bit like, uh, like if I went to Ireland, I'd have no trouble going to an Irish pub to like listen to Irish music being played and go like the Cliffs of Moa and like drive around the Ring of Kerry and do all that sort of stuff, right? But for Irish people, it's like, I don't know, I'm not going to, I mean, I'll go to Mallorca and get plastered. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so we went up the, uh, we went to Curanda on a scenic railway, which was beautiful, incredible. Couldn't, can't recommend that enough. We went snorkeling out in the Great Barrier Reef and that was really good fun. But I want to talk to you, Dennis, about some of the very dangerous animals that we came. I'm not going to say face to face with, but like perilously close to, by choice, when we went to Hartley's Crocodile Adventureland. H- H- you went. <laughs> Cro- we, Hartley's. We had adven- adventure so this, this is. We had In adventures land of, of crocodiles. A, we had adventures of a crocodilian nature, <laughs> thanks to our good friend Hartley. This place so incredible. this is
1: this is a guy who has a ranch of some description, I assume, that, and a bunch of crocodiles.
0: I'd like you to guess and how many crocodiles th- currently Hartley's looking after. 30, 40? Oh, my friend, you are not one, but two orders of magnitude off. Three. He has 000. point three crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> what a disappointing point, trip. Point 0.3, He's just got. He's just got the answers. Cro- yeah. The, the good. No. 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 Three and a half thousand. Why? Well, it's a, it's also a hatchery it's like a, um, it's a, it is a farm. It's a crocodile farm essentially. Right. For, for what do you, what, what do you, I mean, I know
1: you can obviously buy it. I've had, I mean, I have an alligator, I haven't had a crocodile, mm-hmm. but wait, now have I? Have I? No, I've had alligator. Yeah, you had alligator. Um, you talked why, about it on the podcast. Why? Where's the money in alligator farming
0: or in crocodile farming? Um, I don't know. I think part of it is conservation. Uh, part of it is. That's uh, fine. Part of it is like uh sustainable breeding and all that sort of stuff. Right. How I um, mean, how,
1: how, how much conservation do they need? If some, if some Hartley dude has three and a half k of them sitting around his back garden.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, how endangered did, are they really? They certainly did need it for a while because obviously, you know, Australia not known for its showing a lot of respect to its uh, native species or you know indigenous human populations either, or really anything to be honest. The the people who first settled this nation. Oops. Um, uh, no, they. they you've see, you seen,
1: the, you seen the. I assume you've seen the clip of Bob Catter being annoyed about crocodiles killing people, but being pro gay marriage.
0: Yes, he, it's very funny. He does an oblivion disposition mini game face yeah. shift halfway through it. If you just look up Bobcat, a gay marriage, it, 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 it's well worth your time. It's about 30 seconds. Basically, long. a, a reporter it.
1: asked this this Australian MP, they're like, hey, um, you know, with this with this vote coming up, how do you feel? And he was like, look, each to their own. And I think he says, let a thousand blossoms bloom. And he then goes, his face instantly sours. And he goes, but I will not stand for, for nor the Queensland
0: being terrorized by crocodiles. He goes, because so once good. every three months, Someone in far north Queensland gets ripped apart by a crocodile, and it's like, and it's like "All right, Bob, that's more important to you, mate. I understand it. Okay, fair enough." Now, and luckily, Dennis, not, that,
1: doesn't, that doesn't seem like that
2: often.
0: Well, for a year, he's, he's he's exaggerating quite heavily because there. Even with few, that, well, Dennis, I'd like to thank you for subscribing to Crocodile Facts. We're getting to this oh, section boy. a little bit. I early. stumbled I was, in. I was going to tell you, I had another anecdote to pass on before that, but we are getting into Croc Facts now. Dennis, did you know? I think there was between 70 and 80 recorded crocodile attacks in the last 50 years, right? Um, so basically one and a half times a year or so? Yeah, not very many. Yeah. Like zero is a good year. Two is a terrible year for crocs, mm, croc mm, attacks, mm. right? It's not, it's not very often. Um, that's not of that lethal is, attacks. That's just attacks. Uh, no, I think that's lethal attacks. Uh, so the croc deaths. Yeah, croc deaths. I think croc attacks are a bit more common than that because they're I just everywhere in, yeah. the, in the in the top end. Well, Harden's um, going to be skewing those <laughs> numbers. <laughs> oh, definitely, they'll be cooking the books on that for sure. Um, so there are there are freshwater crocs, right, and yep. there are saltwater crocs. Freshwater crocodiles yep. grow to about three and a half meters long, and generally speaking, won't attack humans because we're just too big for them to eat, right? They're three, like, three and a half meters is extremely long. Well, that, remember that's from nose to tail, so that's a body of about. A I know m- they taper, meter, but meter still, half. still big. But like saltwater crocodiles, routinely the males grow to five meters. Right? We saw the one that was over six meters at the park. It was huge. Right? Like just a twenty-foot-long crocodile. Right? Really? Yeah, incomprehensibly enormous. It was just massive. And they will go for you. Right? No matter what. Did you know something very interesting about crocodiles? And this shouldn't really come as a surprise when you think about it. They don't have emotions.
1: What does that? What does that mean? Hang on. What does that? Hang on. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. 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 So, so how do you do, how, no 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 go, whoa, go, whoa. Go, how go. do you do a study as a as a as especially a, as an animatologist, that's definitely not the word as a zoologist as a zoologist yeah as how do you do a study to determine that
0: cuz what is an emotion if
1: not just uh, like a hormonal response to a stimulus
0: well they they respond and they can be conditioned to learn things but they don't have emotions like fear or anger or greed or they don't have anything like that and when you think about it like we look at a cat or a dog or any other mammal even birds and we go oh it's happy right you can tell it's happy right mm-hmm. it's having a good time but then we look at a lizard or a frog or a turtle and you don't tend to think oh it's that animal like you look at a small lizard you're like it's not happy it's just a lizard right and crocodiles are just very very big lizards but, oh, because, so. but because they're big, we tend to associate higher order thinking with them, just because they're large. But they just don't have. So the reason I get to they this don't right, they don't have they don't have an Olympic they don't have a limbic system. Sure, they Which
1: don't have the, an the Olympic part, system. The, they try to get them one they, on a hydrogen. Never be able to do it. No, <laughs> uh, they probably do pretty good at um, five meter dash.
0: I suppose <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty yeah. quick, aren't they? They can be very quick, yeah. But interestingly, like uh, you know, the, the there's an urban myth. He say if, if a crocodile's chasing you, run in a zigzag. Mm-hmm. And the croc one of the crocodile keeps like you know. Is, oh, how to run away from a crocodile. And I was like, oh, zigzag, zigzag. Everyone says that it's always the same. Can I give you a piece of advice? Just run. You're a lot faster than a crocodile.
1: <laughs> yeah, the zigzag is just that's that, that's a, that's a myth propagated by crocodiles to get a, a shot by big
0: crocodiles. So they hope they'll hope they'll, they'll get you. But the reason I tell you this, Dennis, is because obviously the classic thing to do in places like this is feed the crocodiles, right? And mega yeah, you I, throw a steak into the water or whatever, right? No, you don't. On a pole. You dangle a piece of meat on a pole. And you make the croc jump up out of the water to try to get it. Mm, horrifying. Well, also it feels it feels kind of cruel. It looks kind of nasty because it's like, well, you're just teasing it. You're, playing you're taunting it, right? it. Yeah, you're taunting it. And it was. Exciting. I mean, I do that
1: with my cat regularly. But if my cat, I don't know how I don't know how many cat lethalities there are in Australia a year. But
0: actually, cat. I wonder if that's higher. That might be higher. But the thing is, it's not like this is what I'm talking about. Emotions, right? The crocodiles don't get angry or upset or, like, they don't feel wronged by it. It's not cruel. This is what all the keepers said. They frustrated. No, but they don't even have that, right? Because I was asking, like, Mm. isn't this annoying? And they're like, they don't have that concept of annoying, right? Um, Because all they do is they're like, oh, I missed. I'll try again. Oh, I missed. They
1: do have fear and anger. Those are more base emotions.
0: Okay. Well, you'll have to take it up with Hartley, the, the staff at Hartley's because they assured me they don't and look, I wasn't going to mess with the person who was the key Well, the fight or fi- fight
1: or flight is fear or anger. So if a crocodile hears a loud noise, it'll run away. That's fear.
0: I suppose so. I don't know. I guess what is what you mean is anger, right? Because they don't attack people out of like they're not vicious in that sense. Like they're not doing it because they're malicious. Like it's not like a redback, not a like a funnel web spider will chase you just because <laughs> I love you, the you idea you that you're off. at
1: this crocodile park, right? And then there's there's this you know, one of them gets out or whatever and is like Flopping, this they just absolutely—you know—you know—they do the thing where they clamp and then they spin in the water and just shred oh, things
0: yeah. the death roll. Yeah. It's
1: it's got, it's got like a nine-year-old in a death roll. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't actually experience anger, <laughs> so the crocodile's not doing. It's not vicious, and the kid's mother is like weeping.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I don't think that it goes so well. But the reason this came up is because, um, so Megan and I, we paid for an experience called the Big Croc Feed. And I'm going to tell you all the details I mean, about this. Down of the course table. you would. Why wouldn't you? That sounds like a bargain. But part of it was we got a photo with a baby crocodile, right? And we took the photo. Adorable. Silly. That great. seems way up Megan's alley. She loved it. But I was patting the croc, right? Because it felt it's got a hard, scaly skin. And it was only it was only small. It was two years old, so it was about a meter long. Um, And we're, and I was patting it. I was like, oh, is this annoying it? Does it like it? And the guy's like, that doesn't make sense to ask that question about this animal, right? Because it doesn't have the capacity to find something annoying. It doesn't have the capacity to, like, enjoy. They're pushing that
1: definition. If you start slapping
0: it around, it, but that's it's what I not said. nice. <laughs> I said, like, well, it wouldn't enjoy it if I, like, started poking with something sharp. It's like, no, no, but that's just basic aversion to being injured. Look, I don't know. The people at Hartley's, maybe, I mean, they are, I will say this, they're in far north Queensland. So maybe, you know. Modern science still hasn't. They're still quite enamored by the VCR dinner. So hear disc. Oh yeah. If the wagon. crocodile
1: feels sick, they drain some of its
0: blood to balance its humors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They, they they use leeches to uh, to yeah. restore the humors of the crocodile. Um, but it made me think just about how dangerous these animals and terrifying these animals are because we got to go behind the scenes. The keepers took us there. We put like literally half a chicken, right? Like just a, a chicken that had been cut in half, right? feathers, head, claw still attached, and dangle it over the enclosure. And the idea was to make it lunge out of the water four or five times then finally give it to it. It was actually part of their exercise. Like the, the, it's factored into their exercise regime because they're quite inactive otherwise, right? Um, and it was just like I have took photos and just having a five-metre apex predator lunge out of the – you know it's safe. You're behind – like there's nothing it can do to get you – but you, it's just one of those things. Is there a you, guy there with, like, an elephant gun in case things go wrong? Well, no, there wasn't. But I guess, I mean, you know, it's just trial and error, right? They just kept building the platform higher and higher until tourists stopped dying.
1: Yeah, and then, like, last week they were dangling half a human leg. And they are like, oh, yeah, we had a mix-up last time. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, a waste not, want not, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I did get to feed one of the crocs uh, a kangaroo tail, right? Um, for the, the first most Australian time, thing you've ever done, it had never had a cr- uh, uh, kangaroo before, right? Um, ah, and so it was interesting because it didn't eat it straight away. It like well, it, it approached it, had, it with some level of suspicion, right? It and, smelled weird, and tried to drown it.
1: That's funny. You thought it was like a mouse or something.
0: Well, most crocodiles or drown like their a... most crocodiles kill their prey not by because their teeth aren't sharp. I don't know if no, you but ever their seen jaws that. are very strong. That's it. So they what they do is they clamp down on the prey and then drown it. They hold it underwater mm. until it stops moving. And so it grabbed this kangaroo tail and then just held it underwater and then eventually surfaced and was like, all right, I can eat this. It's not, it's not, it's not resisting, <laughs> you know. I love that. Obviously, one of the most dangerous animals in Australia, the saltwater crocodile. It'll get you. Um, and it made me think about, and you know the answer to this question, Dennis, and I'm asking you this for content purposes, not, because, not to actually quiz you. Oh God, I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? Even better. We can experience the joy of you relearning this, right, what the most dangerous animal is in Ireland. Oh in Ireland I do know. In Ireland, is I think is in Ireland, isn't it? Cows? It is the cow. It is the yeah. common cow, yes. Yeah. That is the most that is the animal that causes the most human deaths in Ireland each year.
1: That, that there's a couple of reasons for that. One, there's a lot of cows. I yeah, don't true, think that, true, that's just per capita. That,
0: that is true, but it's mainly the fact that Irish cows have evolved, evolved spikes and 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 poisonous. Yeah, birth. that's true.
1: That, yeah, that's that's true. They have they they, they spit acid. No, <laughs> um, I don't know how a cow kills you. I guess it hears a loud noise and a couple of them trample you, or one yeah. of them falls over on you, or something, or they and kick you I like a horse
0: does, maybe. And and like uh, its mothers protecting their calves from like interlopers or and, and t- like, like
1: drunk teenagers or something. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, and I would say cow deaths in Ireland, I don't, I don't know anybody who's ever been injured or killed by a cow. I guess I live in the city, but still the real, the real fact that that stat highlights is that there's no actual dangerous animals here. Riley, we don't even have wolves anymore.
0: I mean, you don't have anything. We were to, we used to have wolves as part of, um, the, the, the tour that we went on. This was open to the public. It was great. There was a snake show. Right. Mm. So there was this lady talking about all these different snakes and she's like, oh, you know, hands up. Who doesn't like snakes? And she's like, bad luck because they're everywhere, not just Australia. There are three places where there aren't snakes. Antarctica is one. Unsurprisingly, not, not a lot of anything down there. Yep. New Zealand is another. And then famously, is that just because It's an island and they just never made it over. They just never got there. And I was talking to a Kiwi about this because I was like, I want to confirm this. And they said, we're not even allowed to have snakes in zoos in case they escape. Oh, absolutely. We are,
1: uh, the third place on that list is, I assume,
0: Ireland. And the, th- but the third place, we place have, is Ireland, yeah. We have
1: snakes in the zoo. That's, come on. Get yeah. it together, New Zealand. <laughs> get it <laughs> together, New Zealand. Well, New Zealand Surely also- a snake... Surely a snake is much more likely to like accidentally get on a boat coming from Australia than it is to. It oh, actually. Right. Oh, they, they check.
0: They check, mate. I was about to say.
1: So Australia is obviously because it's such an ice because it was split off from Pangea much earlier than everything else, right? That's the reason. I think so. Yeah,
0: that's why we have such a even wildly
1: different biome. Like you're yeah, the only yeah. place with wallabies yeah. and koalas and yeah. and all these different and not just that, all these different plants and all these different frogs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it means it's really easy to introduce invasive species in there by like, yeah. treading in some kind of dirt on your shoe. You destroy an entire potato.
2: That's that's,
0: whatever. I mean, that sounds hyperbolic. It's not. Australian biosecurity is taken really, like, very, very seriously. If you rock up at an Australian airport internationally with a packet of biscuits in your bag. Anything remotely or like bi- like biological, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even even like stones, right? Because they need to be cleaned. They need to be they need to have not irradiated, yeah. If you have like when I when I came through, I showed them my hiking boots to make sure I wasn't going to get in trouble because it, there's a certain line and if you cross it uh, at the airport and you haven't declared anything, big big trouble. Right. Oh so, yeah. Well,
1: there's a show called Nothing to Declare here that is exactly. And then there's like Australia Border Protection or whatever, yeah. which are just TV shows of families, usually with not an amazing level of English, of English and mm. as you'd imagine from the location, usually coming from Southeast Asia, who open mm. their suitcases. They're just full of food, and yeah. they're like, guys, come yeah,
0: on, you can't do this. I remember we went through when we went through. There was a family. They looked um they looked Middle Eastern, right, based on the based on the clothing they were wearing. And the guy was angrily remonstrating with the border force about a big bag of what I presume was spices. Right? It was mm. like this bag of I don't know brown or red powder. I can't tell. It was what it cumin was. or something. Yeah. But yeah, bringing in like essentially spices, right? As you say. Um,
1: you see people. I remember seeing a clip once of people that were they were coming in. They were bringing seeds.
0: Yeah, I oh know. Cuz they were using not. some
1: sort of like Chinese medicine. No, no, and the it. guys were like this is the worst possible thing you can bring. And the guys like no no no, I wrapped them in these banana leaves. And the guys like that's not better. <laughs> that's, that's, not
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not
0: better. <laughs> No, no, no! But you see, I sealed the banana leaves very. Uh, look, it's all it's all very, very secure, and it's all it's all very sanitary. I used a naturally made animal gum, right? Used from that mm. I, I, I made from the fat of an animal to seal these banana leaves closed. Not better.
1: So, what I wanted to ask was: so, there's obviously that that pretty hard bio, like you know, ecological border around Australia. Is there a smaller version of that between Australia and New Zealand, just to keep
0: snakes out? I guess there must be. I don't know. But the the, the thing is, there are biosecurity borders within Australia. If you drive north, you have to empty your car out of fruit. There's a certain line across the, wow. from, uh, that runs east to west across Australia, and you can't take fruit across it. Weird. What? Why? Because of what? fruit fly.
1: Right? And they, like, they
0: just don't have Drosophila or whatever. Or they that don't, have they don't have it in certain parts of the country. There. Yeah, and you can't take, and it, it's it's a risk to like crops and stuff. There was a couple of months ago, there was an outbreak of a um, I don't know what it's called, like a disease, I guess, for for bees. It landed in off the coast of uh, New South Wales. And the I don't know who's in charge of it. The 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 government came and just killed every bee within six hundred kilometers to stop a a, a outbreak or whatever. A Clabidia, yeah, that's it. They got gonna, gonna beer. And um and uh, every single bee had to be destroyed. All the beekeepers. I love and uh, the, the idea. thing is, all the beekeepers are like, "Yes, kill these animals because we don't want to have to like we don't the, the, our entire yeah. industry will be destroyed." I assume it's just with some up. sort of weird like
1: like pesticide or something. But I imagine guys coming out with rifles, shooting at bees very, very in the small air ones. And, like, and they're like, "This is taking forever," and they're like, <laughs> "I wish there was a, if, if if you can think of a better way, you let
0: me know." Bam!
2: Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> t- t- tying the uh, tying a blindfold across the bees and g- g- across the bees, I was giving him a little cigarette and putting him up against a wall. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, but you're right. There is nothing dangerous here, and no. I mean, like, there's like I said, we don't even have wolves Like, there's huge tracts of forest and woodland and mountains here, like the Wicklow Mountains and stuff like that. There's no mm. wolves there. Mm. The, the Green Party here has actually been petitioning for a while to reintroduce wolves to Ireland. Yeah, and all the other parties are like, "Yeah, that would be cool and all, but we have like a like a like a housing crisis." Yeah, got,
2: <laughs> like,
1: I understand you never want to hail, wolves. house
0: wolves. Let's house the humans first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look, mean, I don't uh, think Ireland. I mean, uh, you know, there's never going to be a Hartley's Crocodile Adventureland in Ireland. I guess you could get what Seamus's big big house of cows. Watch your yeah, step. Big enter, enter at your own risk.
1: Is there any like badger, a badger? I've never even seen a badger. I'm sure we have them, but a fox. You know, foxes that might bite you if it's really sick and confused because normally they <laughs> just run away. Dogs, honestly, household dogs are probably yeah. the, high up there. Well, I can't. I can't wait. If to someone come to has out like an Alsatian, that's probably high up there on the food chain.
0: Yeah, or or a snake that's escaped from a zoo for for, for for until that snake is recaptured, all of a sudden, all of Ireland, the most dangerous, it's the most dangerous island has ever been in terms of wildlife. I assume, now I,
1: I I assume it must, but I don't imagine the UK as having snakes, but I guess it must. Yeah, they do. They got
0: like. Dennis, can I tell you? Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I'm sure are, these snakes. Absolutely pathetic. They're tiny. They're more like. But, snakes, yeah, they
1: don't. They don't. They don't have poison farts and laser vision like Australian not, snakes not like do, our, I'm no. sure. I
0: mean, you know, you joke about it, but out of I think the ten most deadly land snakes on Earth, Australia has seven. And mm. out of the ten deadliest sea snakes, which are much much deadlier than land snakes, I think we have nine of the top ten. Sea snakes?
1: Is that not the little things that monks would draw in the corner of a map
0: when they were bored? What are you
1: talking about? No. Sea snakes?
0: snakes? Snakes that live in the water. Like a hydra? <laughs> what do you no, mean? No, like a snake, Dennis, a that lives underwater.
1: I know like, there's... So an, an eel. You're being silly. Let's no, an I'm eel. not... F- <laughs> right,
2: whatever, I know, I
1: know what water snakes are. I know what water snakes are. I would imagine there's being freshwater snakes that are more than sea snakes, but I guess
0: there must be sea snakes. No, sea snakes. They live in, they live in reefs and stuff. They'll get you. They're yeah. so deadly, those things. Anyway... But I had a great time had a great fish time with right North Queensland. Too. Um had a fantastic time. Uh really enjoyed going out in the reef as well. That was great fun. Just 10 out of 10 experience from uh, from go to woe. Cans. Would it would recommend. Long way away. Very hot, but um love it. I'll take you there, You'll love it. It's so hot and so humid. You'll love it, mate. You'll love it. Mm, mm, I hate
1: that for me. And for indeed everyone, actually. Right, I'm trying to figure out what the most what the um the most likely to kill you animals in australia
0: are uh i think i think it is actually an uh farmyard animals the, i know what the most dangerous animal is in australia
1: right you got you got you got you got you got a warn megan it is
0: the horse yes it's horses, yeah. It's horses, yeah. More all the cause you, you,
1: well, well, you just have a lot of like ranches and, and outback and stuff, and yes. a horse will kick you and kill you, right?
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's you'll like,
1: fall. Oh, it's like it's like yeah, you're driving, you're it's, you're riding on a, six, on a on a meat car seven feet off the ground. If you fall off, you're going
0: to hurt yourself. Like that's what happened to Megan. But all these animals that people associate, like you know, spiders and snakes and sharks and all the rest of it, way way down the list, like dogs, are Bob. more dangerous to human life than, than spiders in Australia. I think. Box jellyfish are pretty bad, though, right? They are actually legitimately very, very bad. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't go. And that was the other thing about being in Cairns: beautiful tropical beaches, can't swim. You can't swim because if the crocs don't catch Could you, the jellyfish will.
1: Where is it that they have the horrible the, the death the, the death octopus?
0: Uh that's a, that's in the reef as well. Yeah, the blue ringed octopus. yeah. absolutely. Like it's it's very funny watching. There's a video of a, of a tourist handling a oh a yeah, yeah holding one like holding look, I found this beautiful octopus. Cute. It's yeah. tiny. It's tiny and very cute looking. Um, and there's a video of one of a guy picking it up and you can immediately tell if someone is ever pretending to be an Australian, show them that video and see what their reaction is. Because if it's not fear, terror and abject loathing, they're faking it because those animals, they, if, if that had bitten him, he would have died.
1: Yeah, well, it's extremely venomous, like 10 mils or whatever is enough. Yeah, it has enough toxin to kill 26 adults in it. Mm-hmm. And it's only ever, only the three people who ever died from it. So I guess that must be relative. But
0: like, also, there's no anti-venom. No, you'll die. Like if if it bites you, you probably die. Like there's there's just you, you, uh, I guess that's not true. If only three people have ever died from it, but like if you don't, if if you get bitten by one and don't get seen to, you'll die. Your body just mm. paralyses. Instant paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jesus. Grizzly. Not only a crocodile at Hartley's Adventure Crocodile Land, so that was fun.
1: Coupon code halt at Hartley's Adventure.
0: <laughs> 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 this episode brought to you by uh, Hartley's Adventure Crocodile World Land. I actually can't remember the name of it. It was, I think, it was I don't. I don't think Adventure actually in. You sent it to it me when you were going. I think it was Hartley's. Hartley's. It was Hartley's. Hartley's Crocodile Adven- Oh, Jeez. Okay. Hartley's Crocodiles. Hartley's Crocodile Adventures. That rolls off the tongue. I feel like Lands might have improved that. Part anyway, Adventure Land. Yeah. Riley,
1: mm. I want to talk to you about how I've. Um, Handed over the majority of my media consumption to the to the fates. Okay, so um, I'm in a book club. As I mentioned, we read some books, right? Mm. Um, I might have mentioned to you that we Steve, Jeff, Nikki, and I do a movie jar every week. Did I talk about this on the podcast? No, even yeah, I don't think you even told me about the movie jar. So what we do is often Steve, Jeff, Steve, Jeff come over on a Sunday. We like and like we used to play board games, and sometimes oh let's just watch a movie. And then Mm. you find yourself, you know. Scrolling through Netflix, or scrolling through the Disney worst. Plus, or whatever. The actual or whatever. worst. I, that, I never that one of my, for for a, for a movie length of time and never actually
0: picking anything. I think I think if Room One Hundred One from nineteen eighty four became a real thing, I think there's a it good chance that. that scrolling through Netflix menus might feature quite prominently when O'Brien comes in. Yeah,
1: it's horrible. So what we did was, each of us chose five movies in secret, mm-hmm. and we put them and wrote them down on a little piece of paper put them in a
0: jar oh, and whenever we're like no. well, we watch a movie you just pick it out and you oh, watch it oh i hate this oh i hate why? this why why? 85 percent chance of watching some Garbo film that someone else picked? No, dude. Why does it have to be Garbo because somebody else picked it? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, no. Count me so out. So you'd rather filibuster and fight for your choice than just let someone else decide oh, to three quarters of the time? Absolutely. Why would I give you uh, a level of agency from now? You're no, a part dude. of the problem. You're the one prolonging the scrolling phase. No, no, because I know I've said what I want to watch. It's up to other people to stop having a problem with it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And anyway... So, I've seeded a large portion of which movies I watched. Uh, can I, to can chance. I just ask one? I've got one follow up question about the movie jar. Is it mm-hmm. a physical object? Yes. Does it remain at your house? Yes. Dennis, Dennis, you got to crack that bitch open and pull out all the other things, replace them. No, <laughs> I'm not tampering. That's, that's sacred ground. Dennis, who's going to know? They'll know when we get to the bottom of the jar. Yeah, and they're like, I put shit there. Why isn't like it coming? <laughs> eventually, they'll find out, sure. But hey, come on, let's just. Uh oh, come on, mate. We can we can rig this election. Come on, you that's, do that's get some nice moments. Moment. when
1: you would pull out a movie and then you'd go, "All right, Apollo thirteen. Who's this?" And Steve and I would both put our hands up and go, "Hey, oh, we're watching it twice." Yes. <laughs> okay, We're going to watch it again in three weeks' time. Let's go. Um, well, I did have an idea this time that I quite like, and I think you'll 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 hate this, and this is going to highlight the difference in our, in us quite a lot. Mm. I put in three pieces of paper they're writing with everyone else's permission mm. and do you know what they say mm. they just say cinema and when you pull a cinema we all get in the car we go to the cinema in Dundrum and we go four tickets for next starting movie please
0: uh, that's kind of cool because there's an adventure element to that, which I actually don't mind. The problem I immediately see is what if you pull cinema out twice because you'll probably be roughly doing this at the same time each week. You go to the cinema and you're like... Drive home. <laughs> the next movie. Oh, you guys, again, you liked it that much yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> you're here for the <laughs> 8.40 funny. showing of Alvin and the Chipmunks 3 or whatever's on.
1: That's most, uh, yeah, that's most of the 8.15 showing last week you saw Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks 3. Uh, and then, Riley, so quite recently... Um, very recent, actually, about a week ago. Uh, some friends of mine started a video game book club, which I guess is just a video game club. I don't know why everything has
0: to retain the book club part. I, guess I think because that, that defines right the nature of the club and the activities, right? So if you just said a video game club, I'd be like, all right, what do you do to play a League? But video game book club means that you are you all... One, one person nominates a video game and then everyone plays it, you discuss it.
1: And you and I used to have a, our, our own sort of two-person video game book club a little bit. We did, we did. So... Um, there's a couple of people in this video game, Book Club, and the game that I, that we played, Nicky and I played yesterday mm-hmm. as part of Book Club, is Firewatch. Oh, what a game. Which is a great game. Really and it's a perfect Book Club pick. Very yes, accessible, not, not mechanically difficult. I think it's quite cheap. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll run on a toaster.
0: Yes. yeah, It'll run on a on a Samsung smartphone. It'll run on a, on a Texas Instrument TI-84 graphics calculator.
1: Exactly. Um, you probably lose a lot of the experience, but still. I... Um, so that's a very emotionally moving game. And it got me thinking about when games have elicited emotions from me in the past. And, mm. I, mean, and I want to I want to talk to you about that. And I also want to talk to you and mine you a little bit mm. for video game book club suggestions. Because I got a little bit of time, but I'm on that list. And I got to pull something in. And I can't make everybody play Metal Gear Solid as much as I want to. Because it's well, like
0: a 15-hour game. What was I, I was going to say? Is there a time limit? Like, can you give them Persona 5 and say, and say, like, see you all in 120 hours? There's no... I think there's an implicit... Time limit. Uh, but not. Xbox, they don't like either. like 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 Firewatch is a five hour
1: game. That's yeah, that's yeah, definitely uh, Firewatch. Firewatch and like Gone Home are about as short as you could possibly get in video mm-hmm. games. Uh, the next game, which is a game that Jeff picked, no spoilers, right? Is Spec Ops: The Line,
0: which is also like a nine hour game or something. Oh, dude! All right, you have not have you not played Spec Ops? I have played. I have played Spec Ops: The Line. Holy moly, that game is intense. I like. I I really think maybe. Maybe I'm being a little bit pretentious with saying this, but I really think it is just an incredible piece of media, right? Because it
1: is it, it actually utilizes it, it, it does things as a video game that a movie wouldn't be able to with the same. Exactly.
0: Story. Yeah. It it uses it uses what seems like a very well established genre of video games, which is just modern shooters, right? In a way that you really don't expect when you start I I think like the game is that old. That I think we can talk about it. Basically, what it well, does—that's
1: not don't, don't don't because people who are in this video game book
0: club listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, all right. Well, yeah, I guess I'll leave. Several it at of them, it, actually. I'll, I'll leave it at it deconstructs the the genre in we'll a way. Re- that... We'll revisit this in like yeah. three weeks. <laughs> it, it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's it, it, it's not a it's not a good video game, and that's kind of the point.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So talking about modern shooters that did that, I remember specifically. I think I told you this before. Mm. When I was younger, when I was a teen, mm. God, this must have been like. Ten years ago now, when Call of Duty Black Ops Black came Ops. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Black Ops when I back when I used to play Call of Duty religiously after school every day, um, and I beat the single player mode, which is a, sort of a kind of a you know the the redheaded stepchild of the game modes in Call of Duty games.
0: Oh, I think I, Ops, I think there. the Black Ops campaign stands up pretty well.
1: It does. There's memes of it still. You know the numbers Mason and all that jazz. Mm. But um, there's a twist at the end where this I'm okay spoiling. Yeah. Um, where you you end up having been the person who assassinated JFK at the end of the game, and I remember sitting there going, "I have to talk to somebody about this," mm, mm, mm. and that's how you know something is like good and resonant with you, and you're like, "I,", I you instantly open your phone, you go like, you know, you Call of Duty, Black Ops, you can play Reddit or whatever, yes, yeah, TV tropes, yep, exactly. So and Firewatch that this is the second time I played Firewatch. I played Firewatch back when it first came out six years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I played it again last night. Um, are there any games that jump out at you as being, as striking a chord? And I don't mean like necessarily like made you cry or anything like that, but just left you going, whew, a little breathless at the end.
0: Well, I mean, you can guess what the first one I'm going to say is. Is it Halo? No, Return of the Oberdeen dude. I'm not that much of a Halo fan. I'm not in, as into Halo as you are into uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think Metal that, Gear, yeah. no, no, Return of the Oberdeen. Incredible game, obviously. I'm um,
1: I'm considering picking that for my
0: book club pick, honestly. But it's not it's not punchy. It's not impactful. It's just very fun and very rewarding. And I think some people will hate it. Yes, is it is also. Yeah, I think that's it is true. a
1: very crunchy old school type of puzzle. A puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not Um, just a puzzle game. It's like that type of puzzle is like a centuries old kind of like process of elimination puzzle. Mm. And some people's brains are just very find that find
0: that really frustrating and not rewarding and fun. I'd recommend the game to the moon. Um, To the moon. A rich and sumptuous soundtrack, at least, is what you'll get out of it. But it's a very, very sad story. Um, it's about a, an old man who's dying, and there's some sort of technology that can allow you to revisit and tweak his memories. And he mm-hmm. dreamed as a kid of being an astronaut to go to the moon. And I won't tell you how the story develops, and, but there's a lot of different narrative threads, and they all come together. And, and it's just—it's just—it's very—it's a very poignant game. Um, it's quite sad. Um, so that's sort of a narrative—a narrative. Um, a narrative I'm trying to think of because like. Mm. A game that I played that is not narrative focused,
1: but is a mechanically very, very good game. Mm. For like like Hades, for example. Yes. Um, there are some people who might just find that game a bit too difficult. It is a it, as
0: far as roguelikes go, it is a, if, it is a rogue it, it It's got a very like it's got a very easy mode on it as well.
1: Oh, that's true. Actually, it yeah, does. it's got a, it's got. But a, I like, kind I
0: yeah go. on. I, I might pick Papers, please. I, that obviously that was the, yeah that was made by the same guy. Um. Lucas Oh Lucas is it Lucas Pope. Lucas Pope who made um who made Oprah Dean. So yeah, I, that that'd be oh a it good is good that's one. right that's true yeah yeah that'd be that'd be a good one as well. although again very sad, very depressing. Um, another one uh, this is probably uh, it's probably just way too long. Um, in terms of emotionally resonant video games, nice no, old Republic. No one's playing Ko or yes, <laughs> no, I know, way. I know, but it's just like oh dude, the the twist in that is just a gut punch, man. Just an absolute. What's the time
1: punch. to beat on Kotor? It'll be like
0: forty hours. It'll be like forty Twi- hours.
1: 20, 29. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Outer Wilds as well was another one that left me really. Oh, that's a really good pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it left me like really thinking about things. Outer Wilds was really really good. That's a really good pick. Actually, I like that quite a lot. Um, I imagine at some point you'll be forced to play Undertale, uh, which I did I have not played. not it, like. I did, I did, I
1: did i didn't like it either. Well, I, didn't I have a like playtime of
0: 65 minutes on undertale but i should probably get another shot yeah well i i don't even have it in my library anymore because i refunded it um so yeah. <laughs> uh journey another one although that didn't yeah that didn't really hit me as hard as as it has done with some other people i like that type of game. Go- look basically just go to annapurna interactive and like look at yeah, all the stuff. i that mean they're stray <laughs> yeah sure sure um we just played Stray as well, Nikki and I. Uh, yeah. But
1: then you get into like Limbo and Bastion and Transistor, it's super giant stuff, you know?
0: Yes, I would say Bastion probably out of all of them is the most emotionally resonant. I much prefer tra- tra- I much sure. prefer Transistor to Bastion. I didn't like Transistor, I, know, I, know man. I, I don't know why, I just didn't like Transistor. I've
1: never finished Bastion.
0: Well, maybe that's I why. I tried twice. <laughs> that's why you did, you didn't find Oh, oh, dude. Florence not really florence. a video game it will take you about 45 minutes to finish it you can download it on your phone it's just it's just a store it's an interactive story i'm just i'm actually now I'll, I'll be honest i'm actually just now on steam annapurna scrolling through um <laughs> oh yeah there we go that is an annapurna game yeah florence is it's just a nice story it's not eh, I, I actually kind of has i don't want to sound like one of those like alt-right chuds who is all like Oh, video games are going, blah, 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 blah. but it, even calling it a video game is a bit of a stretch because it's not. It's just a oh, these it's are an interactive
1: story. These are w- these are walking simulator games and a printing games. You, oh, you don't, don't even Swan get to do I've the walking played. in Florence. <laughs> 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 That's why <laughs> you don't even get to do the walking. Oh my god! Oh my god! I remember playing What Remains of Edith Finch. I did not like that game. I remember starting that. I think I refunded that one as well. Yeah.
0: It's a very boring game. Yeah. Didn't have a lot going for it. So, what, Wait, so what, this is not what's your shortlist looking like? What are you going to... What, what are some of the ones that you're thinking about putting in? Or I did think about Metal
1: Gear Solid because it is readily available on PC, the first one.
0: Is it? And like...
1: On yeah.
2: GOG, right? Yeah, 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 of course. It's on GOG, yeah. yeah.
1: It's because they, they released it on PC in like 1999, I think, yeah. I think a year later or something like that.
0: Yeah. So... I didn't realize how rich that's your a friends shock. were, dude. Holy moly. Isn't it like $7? No, there's no way it's that much. Hang on. Seven. I bet it is. It's seven dollars. Ten gear. euro. Fourteen fifty. Ten euro. September
1: twenty fifth two thousand.
0: You might just have to get them to play Metal Gear, not Solid, because that's only eight fifty. You can afford that one.
1: Yeah, mate. This is it's an eight hundred and fifty meg game.
0: Yeah, that's that's not a lot.
1: euro per hundred. That's more than a euro <laughs> per hundred megs. <max. laughs> you could re- it's We can compress deal. that
0: just a little bit more. We get that on a get that on a CD.
1: Ugh, ugh. But no, I was thinking about Metal Gear, but me- like because of how old it is, it's a little bit mechanically difficult to play. Actually. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's real. That that game needs a remaster, man. That game needs a remaster. I know. yeah Did I know? I
1: know. Well, it's been to remaster. Anyway, I was thinking about Metal Gear, I was thinking about things like I was thinking about a game called Immortality that just came out that you might be interested in. Okay, I'm gonna have look. This, this is just Dennis and I now googling video games together, so that's a fun podcast immortality is a interactive film video game and it's like it's like one of those old Sega CD games where it's like real film footage oh
0: there's an Annapurna game like that what was it called um her story
1: yeah 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 yep.
0: and yeah, yeah her story is is, is right in the people also searched for yes and yeah, you're
1: yeah. like trying to solve the murder of this actress based on like by like cutting up footage of two unreleased movies she never she was in
0: oh jeez that sounds full on. okay
1: oh mm-hmm. it's it's also developed by sam barlow notable other works her story yes all right
0: so yeah it's cut from the same cloth for sure yeah yeah very much the same type of deal oh all right so what's that what's next after firewatch uh, are you still on, you have to discuss firewatch now we haven't discussed firewatch but next up is spec Off the line oh that's right you already said it. it's already been already been which
1: already game i play i, I played originally the on my up. old laptop yeah. And that game is set, set in Dubai, so a lot of, like, sand physics. and Oh, I
0: bet the graphics processor would have loved that. Oh,
1: I'm, let me tell you, the heat coming off the fake, very immersive experience playing that because <laughs> the heat coming off that laptop, fanboy. Oh, woo! Made you feel like you were right there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right there in the hot sands of Dubai, baby. Nolan North is the main voice in that game, isn't he? I, thought that was oh, weird. I mean,
0: I assume that any male protagonist in any video game is not is Nolan North. You Have you watched Mad
1: band, or did you just know that one Don Draper quote? Wait what? Mad Men. Yeah. What's the quote? What? Well, you know the whole like I never think I barely ever think about you.
0: Oh, sure. Yes, really the brutal. elevator scene. Yes, yeah, it's my it's my favorite. It's my favorite scene of a, of a of a TV show that I've never watched. Yes. Have you never watched? That? I don't know. I've never watched. Um, I've never watched Mad Men. I do know that elevator scene though. I find that.
1: It's- yeah, there's a character in Mad Men, Harry Crane, who's like in the show a lot and is a pretty like prominent. Um character in the show and he just is the guy who voices the guy in firewatch so we start playing firewatch and i was like who because i hadn't watched Mad Men the first time before, i was like wait who is this hang on yeah. a second what's going on here and it was very weird to me it's uh, you know who else is in is in um Mad Men like as a very prominent character and it's very of
0: unsettling if you played the game who cole phelps from la noir <laughs> oh of course and he's like this long like he's, he's this long limb gangly like nerd in in Mad Men, right yeah, well, he's one of the guys who works in the ad firm, and he, like, is a science fiction writer on the
1: side. But he looks exactly the same. Yeah, And it, as opposed to being set in the 20s, it's set in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So
0: he lo- he dresses broadly the same. Sorry, and one a second. Bunch I'm going to stop you there, Dennis. Out of Mad Men and L.A. Noir, which one of them is set in the 20s? Isn't L.A. Noir set in the 20s? L.A. Noir is set in the 40s or in the late 40s, early 50s. Oh, you're right. It's set in the forties. I thought yeah. it was said earlier. Because he I comes back. He yeah. comes back from the second. He world War. He comes world. back from the war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. Never mind. Oh, look. In your defense, he could have come back from the first world war as, like, if he was a war veteran. But yeah, no, he was. He. he That's came true. Back from I thought, the so war. So yeah, they're they're set within like 15 years of each other. I guess Dude, then get him to play La Noire. That game's so I good. I could do that. Sentence them to so 60 long, years though. hard labor in in, in downtown L.A. There's an the ending of that game. I think not
1: in the ending. The final mystery requires real life geographical knowledge of the land of Los Angeles, and I was very frustrated by that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No, that game's that that game was great. I'm never going to play it again, but it was really really good.
1: When you start the game and you're like picking up cigarette butts in an alleyway, being Mm. like. I think these are the same kind of cigarettes this guy smokes. Mm. I'm going to go to the store and check the register of who bought the gun, All mm. all this stuff. Y- you would not expect that it ends in a, a flamethrower foot race through a sewer, and yet it does. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took a, a hard left there. Yeah, it, it does kind of feel like they ran out of runway on the on the LA, on the story for La Noir, and they like it's a classic Rockstar game in that it didn't. It, it just half-baked a bunch of story elements. Same in GTA, same in Red Dead. Like, mm. characters come along and it's like, oh, this character's monumentally important, but we have no setup, we have no reason to care about them, we have no, in, like, no investment in their backstory or anything. But it's like, oh. Or I mean, they don't have a back, like, at least Cole had a little bit of back. Cole cheats on his wife and stuff, right? But that's never There's fleshed out. Elements there. That's never fleshed out. That's never explored in a, in a way that's meaningful or interesting. So when it finally all comes out, it's like, oh, he's had a big affair. And it's just like, all right, yeah, cool, we know. But it's weird because like I mean, you hear all these people
1: talking now um, who are a little bit younger than you and I are mm. about how Red Dead Redemption Two is such a resonant game and how Arthur Morgan is like the greatest character. Of all time. I'm like Arthur Morgan has no character at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing at all. Well, I, not even an answer. No I, no, no, I don't, I don't think agree Arthur. With that.
0: No, not a, no, it's not that because he's he's the he he's like the voice of reason in that group.
1: I suppose, but yeah. he he, well, that's he a because right? but. But he's the voice of reason and then constantly ignores his own voice of reason because he has to go along with well, Dutch. Well, because for he the has story. to go
0: and do quests because it's a video game. Because if he goes, no, look, honestly, Dutch, we just shouldn't do this. And then if Dutch is like, you know what, Arthur? You're right. Yeah, Arthur should Credits have, like, roll. Should five five hours into the game, Arthur should be like, I'm going to take my shares and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Dutch. Yes. I'm going
2: to go on my
1: own. And you would be like, yeah. yeah, okay, fine. And then he dies of TB or whatever on a ranch. Fine.
0: I've been, like, uh, I've been ah. playing uh, I've been playing GTA 5, and they sort of hang a lampshade on this a little bit with Franklin, right? Because there's a bit yeah. where Franklin, like, <laughs> and someone's like, oh, Franklin, I need you to help me drive this tow truck. And he's like, why am I doing this? I'm got to be the stupidest idiot ever to get behind a wheel. Why am I doing this? He's like, are you doing this because I need to play this game and enjoy it? like Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Because, a- because a-
1: somebody worked hard on some tow truck mechanics, <laughs> and they got to put them in a <laughs> exactly. mission.
0: Exactly. So we've got to put a string of missions in like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Make him play GTA well, Just report. you know what? Punish them. You you got these people in the palm of your hand. They're making you watch films that you hate. You can't stand. They're forcing you to put you to dip your hand in the movie jar. Punish them. Give them Persona Five. One hundred and twenty hours. Let's. I go. don't even like Persona Five. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a listen to this. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever suckers but if you did enjoy this show please tell your friends about it and uh, look tell people that aren't your friends tell acquaintances and even your enemies again the downloads show up all the same uh, and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things uh, we are definitely in this for the money not for the love of the game or anything like that so head over to patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up